welcome to day 134 of uh, Shaped by the Word. Uh, we're in our third season, the story of the prophets. We come to an unusual prophet today, Habakkuk. Uh, Habakkuk is not uh, really prophesying to Israel. He's voicing his complaint to God, so it takes more the form of a, a lament. So Habakkuk's original complaint before God is, uh, why do you turn a blind eye to all the injustices you know, in the nation of Israel? And God responds, I have not turned a blind eye. I am about to judge them through a nation more powerful than they are, bigger than they are. And then Habakkuk is so shocked by God's answer, he issues a second complaint. And the second complaint is, God, how can you judge our nation by a nation that is far less righteous you know, than we are? And so Habakkuk is looking at the realities of God's judgment and God's sovereignty in history. And he finally comes to a place where at the end of the book that he surrenders himself and he asks God to move powerfully in his day as he has moved in old. So it's just, it's a unique book. And he finds himself, you know, in, in Jerusalem, in Judah, you know, right before the fall of Judah. So we look at the prophets historically, you know, the early warnings that judgment is coming. Habakkuk is right on the verge of when the judgment will come through the Babylonians. And he is uh, reasoning with God and finally surrendering to God. So we have a key passage used in the New Testament, you know, to talk about the gospel in the middle of it. But we'll uh, kind of enjoy a lament, you know, an honest complaint before God that's resolved in the presence of God and is a good pattern, you know, for our prayer as well. So before we read, uh, let's ask the Lord to meet us in this moment and to use his word to build us up in Christ Jesus. And for us to even learn about a pattern of prayer that uh, we, we can take before God and, and, and a hope that we have in God, that we resolve our issues in him and trust in him and his sovereignty uh, to move throughout history. So before we start, I'm Paul, by the way, here with Katie and David and Matt. And uh, Katie, why don't you lead us in a word of prayer? Sure. This should be right down your alley. It's lament right out of the worship <laughs> I'm book. I'm a fan. That's yeah. True. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for this time that you have um, gifted us together as your people, together with you, um, with your spirit and with your word. And as we open up your word today, as we might be listening to it um, on our way, on our commute, or um, as we do things around the house, Lord, would you meet us where we are? And would you do a work in us? Um, you are faithful to do that. We ask for wisdom, and you tell us um, that when we ask for wisdom, you are faithful to provide it. Um, would you help us to, um, to learn, to grow, and got to be transformed into the likeness of Jesus. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Uh, the prophecy that Habakkuk, the prophet, received. How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen, or cry out to you violence, but you do not save? Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked him and the righteous so that justice is perverted. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed, for I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe even if you were told. I'm raising up the Babylonians, that ruthless and impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwellings not their own. They are a feared and a dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honor. Their horses are swifter than leopards, fiercer than wolves at dusk. Their cavalry gallops headlong. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle swooping to devour. They all come intent 
bent on violence. Their hordes advance like a desert wind and gather prisoners like sand. They mock kings and scoff at rulers. They laugh at all fortified cities. By building earthen ramps, they capture them. Then they sweep past like the wind and go on guilty people whose own strength is their God. Lord, are you not from everlasting? My God, my Holy One, you will never die. You, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. You, my rock, have ordained them to punish. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate the treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? You've made a people like the fish in the sea. They like to capture. Uh, you have made people like the fish in the sea, like the sea creatures that have no ruler. The wicked foe pulls all of them up with hooks. He catches them in their nest. He gathers them up in the dragnet, and so he rejoices and is glad. Therefore he sacrifices to his net and burns incense to his dragnet. For by his net he lives in luxury and enjoys the choices of food. Is he to keep on emptying his net, destroying nations without mercy? I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. So we follow uh, uh, you know, Habakkuk through the first two measures. He is, he is appalled by the injustice in Israel, but he's even more appalled uh, at the instrument of God's judgment on Israel. So we've heard uh, you know, his first complaint and then the Lord's answer. I'm going to do something that you've never seen. I'm going to judge this people you know, by a nation you know, less righteous than they are. And then we're hearing the second complaint. How can that possibly be? And tomorrow we'll grab the answer. And uh, then on uh, Wednesday, I think we'll grab the resolution in prayer. Isn't it so like interesting? And uh, to me, it's it's kind of comforting to find complaints that I've had about injustice. I mean, almost word for word from by a prophet. Like, I, how much longer is this going to happen? What what are you going to do about it? You know, where are you? Why aren't you doing something about it right now? And um, so it's it's so it's good to see that the Bible is, is made up of people who feel those same feelings yeah. that I feel about certain things. And it's not just a Bible that I don't know of, of just full of people who are never do any wrong, never question God, but no, we, we see how God, how God meets with people who have these same thoughts. And I just, I like the, yeah, and, and God is not at all you know intimidated by our complaint. A lot of times, you know, I feel you know feel like we think we need to do sanctified prayers just to you know help God think that we're in better shape than we really are. When you know when, when what God you know really desires from us is is honesty of spirit and heart as we resolve these issues, not apart from God, but in God's presence. And of course, that's the model, uh, you know, of lament, and in the model of the Psalms and the model of lament, you know, mm-hmm. per- permissions us to bring anything to God in prayer, and, and including our big questions, including our, you know, difficult thoughts, including our, you know, moments of, you know, contrarism or e- even our complaint. And as bad as complaining may be, this is kind of sanctified complaining. That's mm-hmm. taking your complaints mm-hmm. not to, you know, a lot of people to share as a prayer request or, you know, to mm-hmm. a little gossip corner or something like that. You know, there was one time that Psalmist says in 73, if I had spoken out when I had this attitude, I would have defiled your people. Mm-hmm. But I went into your sanctuary and I beheld your beauty. And, and of course, that's the beauty, you know, that's the invitation God has given us to come into his presence as we are and to involve him mm-hmm. and, and 
in our issues and the tough questions that we have. And so Habakkuk's a nice model of that. I like the contrast too, you know, to what you and Katie have been talking about, you know, that you see in this kind of the relational aspect of God to his people, that he's not just this far off God who doesn't want to hear from us and is annoyed when we reach out, but he hears Habakkuk. And mm-hmm. and even in Habakkuk going to the Lord with these complaints, we see him kind of contrasted um, with the other nations who are talked about in verse 11, you know, guilty people whose own strength is their God. Becomes their own They're God. self-reliant people that I got. Why, why would I need to reach out to a God for help? I can be my own God. Mm-hmm. I can be my own strength. And I often find myself in that tendency and that tension. But here yeah. Habakkuk's like, I know I can't. I'm crying out to you for help. And you're not even, he's entering into that relational aspect with, with God, which and, is a good reminder. And in that, the Lord will become his strength. And I mean, speaking of that relational aspect, one thing that really did strike me when I read this the first time was in verse 12, that following verse, are you not from everlasting Lord, my God, my Holy one, you will never die. You know, it's, you are my rock. And so it's a very personal, like to me, I thought, mm-hmm. wow, how many, how many Old Testament prophets and y'all might know this, but like, it doesn't seem like there's a lot of this personal, my, you are my God. Um, but he repeats it over and over again. So yeah. you just see that relational aspect um, between these two. Well, you, you, you do see it in other prophets, but it's the cast of the other prophets. The other prophets are speaking to Israel mm-hmm. and the word of God. Uh, you know, Habakkuk is taking it back to God. Mm-hmm. And and it's interesting, you know, that the book even starts, you know, with this is a prophecy that he received. You know, this is the Lord by his spirit directing him to voice his complaint and resolve his mm-hmm. complaint in him. So it's a little more than that. And of course, it's a it's a beautiful, you know, book on God's sovereignty. You see unrighteousness and you see you know lack of justice you see you know people taking advantage of other people you know with no regard you know for 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 who god is and what god has called them to be and and so you see god moving even in these dark difficult circumstances toward a very meaningful end And, and so there will be a lot of things that we see along the way that are just shocking to us but we never lose sight of you know that god is directing all of history toward his desired end and, and will ultimately be glorified in the outcome as well sometimes the picture in the immediate you know looks a bit ugly yeah yeah habakkuk's one of those prophets that we really need today because you know whereas other prophets they're speaking you know maybe mm-hmm. to the nation or to you know casting judgment on other nations mm-hmm. habakkuk's really wrestling with with god and his wisdom and his sovereignty and saying hey I, there's so much evil abounding why aren't you doing anything and you know and, and we i mean today we're, we're we wrestle with the same questions that habakkuk's wrestling with here yeah. you know why do we continue to see so much evil in the world if god is good you know if god's powerful why do we see these things and and yet i i love that you know the, the sovereignty of god's on display here but also that creator creature distinction you know, that Habakkuk saying, I, I see all this injustice around me. God, why why aren't you acting? And God says, I will act. And the wisdom of God in that, you know, is perplexing to Habakkuk. He's like, wait, what? No. How, how are you going to use an evil nation? It's two levels of, you know, God, why aren't you acting? And now, God, why are you acting that way? Isn't it like as he's yeah. wrestling with this yeah. and we wrestle with those things, the, the same wisdom of God is perplexing in the cross when we see you know, the, the way God is going to deal with injustice and sin. Yeah, through the horrors of the cross. And so it's these same things that we're seeing, kind of these themes being built up. 
Yeah. God is actually using, you know, God is not the author of evil nor the endorser of evil. He yeah. will deal, you know, as we go into Jeremiah, you know, start Jeremiah at the beginning of the week, you know, the, the last part of Jeremiah, which was one of the longer prophets, would be you know, his final denunciation of Babylon and dealing with Babylon. You know, you've been an instrument of my judgment, you know, but you have not acted justly and therefore you too. Uh, you too will suffer under the hand of, of my judgment. You too will be, uh, you know, people who relied on your wealth and your power and uh, and sacrificed, you know, to your, your your nets. Treat people just like fish that you gather up and throw them around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, they too will be judged. And so, God, you know, the uh, the comfort we have, and of course, you've you've read the Book of Revelation, if, especially if you've been with us through seasons. You know, we did it in both seasons one and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you, you realize that it, it's going to get worse before it gets better, but God is firmly in control, bringing everything to an end according to his, his good pleasure. And uh, that's the beauty of, of what we see in Habakkuk. David, why don't you close us with a word of prayer? Yeah, let's pray. And Father, we do thank you how all of Scripture, no matter where we find ourselves, it points us towards the cross and towards Christ. And so we thank you for the beautiful story your word tells and how it gives us a better hope and a better savior in christ jesus and may we uh, marvel at him today we praise all in the name of jesus amen